this story ends. Wisconsin is one of the hardest hit states in the nation. Renters and landlords are having trouble making ends meet during the pandemic. KTHV's Raleigh Hoyt is in Little Rock. If a tenant is in danger of being evicted, they need to be proactive. That's law professor Lynn Foster with that advice. She tracks thousands of eviction cases. The safety nets thrown up at the start of the pandemic are starting to fray. That's trouble for those still left behind as the economy recovers. What I'm seeing is that in September, for the first time, the number of evictions filed surpassed the number from September of last year. And that's a sign of the biggest pinch many landlords face. Rising COVID cases are making for lonely times overseas. I'm Elaine Cobb in Paris, where the streets are almost empty as France is back in lockdown. All but essential stores are closed, so bakeries and supermarkets are still open, as are office supply stores, so that people can work from home. Schools are open, and now children as young as six have to wear masks in class. On this side of the Atlantic, ho uh, housing spending rose in September. That's household spending rose in September 1.4% after a steep drop-off earlier in the pandemic. Economists are crediting extra $300 a week benefits for the unemployed. S&P futures are down 20, Dow futures off 188. This is CBS News. Today, stronger immunity and better nutrition are more important than ever. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. That's healthy news for everyone. Only Eggland's Best. I'm Dr. Stork. Today, better nutrition and stronger immunity are essential. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. Compared to ordinary eggs, Eggland's Best provides six times more vitamin D, 10 times more vitamin E, and 38% more lutein, plus more folate and iodine too all to help you maintain a strong immune system and better overall health. These are no ordinary times, so why choose an ordinary egg? Only Eggland's best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. Don't you love that feeling when you've just nailed your look? That's how it feels to use Stitch Fix, your personal styling service that delivers hand-picked clothes right to you. Stitch Fix is simple and convenient. Sign up in just a few minutes, and you can try out new styles right at home. And there's no subscription required, ever. So, isn't it time you started nailing your look? Get started today at stitchfix.com. Stitch Fix, personal styling for everybody. Turns out man's best friend has been a pal for a long time. This study finds dog domestication goes way back. I was quite surprised to find that much of dog diversity we see today and also in the past was present already at least 11,000 years ago. Dr. Pontus Skoglund at London's Crick Institute traces dog companionship back to the end of the last ice age. His colleague, Anders Bergstrom. Understanding the history of dogs teaches us not just about their history, but also about our own history. What's not clear is why and how those dogs were tamed. <laughs> Steve Carefin, CBS News. What's a movie about a famous musician without any music? Hello. Name? David Bowie. Fans are slamming a trailer for the unauthorized Bowie biopic Stardust because it is devoid of his melodies. Others giving thumbs down over actor Johnny Flynn, who stars. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. We hadn't even heard of your product. Our son called us and said, you two need to be using this. 
And, oh, I love it. It really seems to be helping. My energy levels are not always great, but for the last couple of months, it seems to be improving. But it was really strange because our son doesn't recommend a lot of products to us. He's not like that with us. He says, you're my parents. I'm not yours. I'm not telling you what to do. But with this one, he said, no, I didn't really need to do this. <laughs> and our son was right. We need to be doing this. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code FRUITS. Your days are filled with little happy moments like hiking a new trail. Oh yes, nailed it. Or when your best friend welcomes you home. <gasps> Hello, buddy. Or that first sip of McCafe iced coffee from McDonald's. Ah, so refreshing. Get any size McCafe iced coffee for $1.69 or grab any size Mickey D sweet tea for $1. Try a large in the new cup that keeps your tea cold longer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Claim compared to prior large size beverage. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer. Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 740. 590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. What in the world is going on now? Find out every weekday at 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. on the World News Roundup from CBS News Radio and on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. 
Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's care from the heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. Introducing Wendy's new Pretzel Bacon Pub Cheeseburger. With a pretzel bun, bacon, beer cheese, and a quarter pound of fresh, never frozen beef, nothing will distract you from your mission to have one. Not even your garage door. Which was clearly in the way. The Pretzel Bacon Pub Cheeseburger. Only at Wendy's. Download the app to order ahead and get some Wendy's rewards. Approximately wait before cooking fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S. on Alaska and Canada. Participating Wendy's for a limited time. Wendy's app registration required. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. You know what Murphy's Law is... see how do I explain it Murphy's law it's when something happens when you least want it to or when it's the most inconvenient that sort of thing I was printing a story off and it failed so I go back to my office to print it again and that's when that two minutes of silence occurred something didn't auto start oh well murphy's law right now let's see here scott what is the uh, definition officially well i i always thought it was um if something is bound to go wrong then it will <laughs> well no there's more to it than well that. it just says anything that can can go wrong will go wrong when it's least needed it's uh, there's a there's a couple more words there to what I understand Murphy's Law to be. But, um, I mean, things will go wrong all sorts of times. But in Murphy's Law, it'll go wrong when you least want it to. Okay, the official something ru- to that ruling here is a okay. rule that states if something can go wrong at will, in addition to this law, well, reads... it did. <laughs> in addition, it said what? I'm sorry. Uh, and usually at the worst time. Yeah, yeah. Well, the anyway. identity of Murphy is unknown, but this saying was first used during the 1940s and may have originated with members of the armed forces in World War II. Well, you know, next door to us where uh, Hugh White's um, auto dealership is, we've years ago was Athens Building Materials, and Carl Murphy... Uh, of course, was the owner of that business, and we were cl- good, good close friends. And I always blamed it on him, Murphy. Oh well, let's see here. We do have a caller already. Good morning. It's JW, and you guys continually make me call and have to straighten you out a bit. Okay, fix us up. Gee whiz! You're welcome, Scott. Continually. Continuously. <laughs> well. So, what we do? Go for it. 
there may be a Murphy's Law, but let me put my astrology hat on. There is a Mercury retrograde, which we are under now. Okay. And that's about three and a half weeks, four, three or four times a year, when all kinds of things go wrong. So you should start nothing new. You have all kind of computer issues, technology issues, and you should approach things with the word re. So it's reevaluate, uh, review, retake, etc. So mm. there. <laughs> you combine Murphy with Mercury, baby. Retrograde. You got it going on, Palmer. You know, remember how, as I used to have, I used to play with Mercury as a kid. Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, go ahead and say it, JW. I'm not going to say that. I had, I had a whole bottle of it, and uh-huh. you know, it's metallic, and yet it it has this <laughs> odd consistency, and it and you can play. You know, we couldn't have planned this any better. Uh, this, <laughs> yeah. this is good. Or you yeah. put it on a, a dime. Uh-huh. Uh, anything that has silver, it, it adheres to and becomes super slippery and extremely wow. uh, bright. That actually is fascinating. Well, didn't you know this? Hell no. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. But no. now now you're not allowed to even touch the stuff. I know. I know. Uh, we got Mercury the planet. You got Palmer, Mercury expert. Let <laughs> me tell you. Oh, by the way, this yes. year, Mercury yes. goes direct. That's when things straighten out. Guess when it goes direct? I have no idea. November 3rd. Oh, just a few Election days day. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. Okay. So check this out. Three or four times a year, this happens from about for about three and a half weeks. And... Um, you can just check it out. That's no, that's no time to uh, buy the new computers or anything, Dave, or do anything new or sign any big contracts. Uh oh. So, yeah, there you go. Okay. Scott, you, you want to chime in here, Scott? You, I know you already got your phone testing me, but I know what I'm talking about, <laughs> sir. I was looking at the calendar to see if this was April 1st or not. <laughs> no, no, this is legit. This is legit. Is I, it's Friday. I got nothing else to do today except bug, bug you guys. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Bye-bye. sir. See you now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fun. That's fun. All right. Well, uh, as... Uh, I think we've determined today is October 30th, and uh, obviously we have um, uh, various Halloween uh, things happening, and uh, mercy, my neighborhood is decorated like uh, to the hilt. I don't, I suppose it's because of COVID and all of that. People uh, are doing so many more things at home because, you know, they're supposed to limit what they do away and uh, contact with people and all that sort of thing. Well, well, there's another saying you just spewed out there, to the hilt, okay. and like just like Murphy's Law. Oh, What's that? To the hilt. <laughs> well, uh, to the maximum a, degree. I don't know if I can talk without using expressions like that. Sure you can. Use them anyway, you know? We'll just follow it with Art Turf. <sighs> okay. He has some good ones, too. Well, uh, the decorating of uh, Halloween yards and everything like that uh, really has been extraordinary this year. And, of course, tomorrow night, 
Uh, we have a trick or treat. Well, really, even some things are uh, throughout the area tonight. Lots of things. But, um, in fact, let's get that list up. Do we have it? Um, well, if we did, we the website is not functional right now. But I'll see if I can find it. Okay. Um, okay. Let me look on Facebook and see what I can find. Okay. I, I sent a whole list of things. Well, never mind. Murphy's Law. The, um, I guess the one I have to pay attention to is uh, trick-or-treating in Athens which is from 5.30 to 6.30 tomorrow evening. And um, people have thought up some very uh, unique ways to um, socially hand off candy, socially distance hand off candy. I've heard of um, some people have put out a line with a mailbox in it and the and the pulleys and all that stuff. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then uh, others are using um, shoots of some, you know, like um, oh, a pipe that uh, is six foot long and you put the candy in one end and it drops into <laughs> the hands of the kids on the other. and Or um, downspouts, not downspouts, but, um, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, eavespouting. Yeah. Yeah. All that sort of thing. Uh, I have no idea what to expect in terms of turnout. I know my own grandkids are not coming over. Uh, they have set up, um, uh, their parents are um, particularly, how do I want to put it, cautious, I guess. Protective. Um, and... Anyway, so I, um, they they have made plans with maybe their neighborhood to do something, but very, um, limited. Oh, well, what's the term they're using? Socially distance, right? Uh, or okay. Whatever that is. Yeah. Suddenly, nothing sounds right this morning. Now that we got into all these things, <laughs> um, well, anyway, that's that, never mind. I better just <laughs> stop rambling and start talking about stuff we normally do. I did find the list. Okay, so it is on our. Let's Facebook talk about page. Friday night first. Um, that's tonight. Are there any communities doing things tonight? Uh, yes, the village of Albany is having a trick-or-treat, I guess it's a drive-by okay. trick-or-treating on Washington Road at 6 p.m. where kids are asked to stand along, kids and kids of all ages, uh, stand along Washington Road there and vehicles will be driving by tossing out candy. Oh, kind of like what you do in a, a Court Street parade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much that. Yeah, that's that's the only one I know of. Uh, let's see, the market on State Street is having a trunk or treat tonight from 5:30 to 7. Uh, so it's apparently being hosted by Global Gymnastics. Mm -hmm. So those are the only two I see for tonight. Okay. 
Well, uh, needless to say, tomorrow night there's a few more. There's uh, all of them are okay. a few more. Now, the ones that are canceled are, according to the list we have, is Trimble, Reedsville, Chester, and the Athens Block Party, as we've been talking about for the last few days. Now, Chester. You mean Chester Hill? No, it just says Chester. It's down near Reedsville. Oh. Okay. Tupper's Plains area, down in there. By the way, Chester Hill, right? Uh, that's a neat little place. Yeah, it is. Have you ever been to that triple nickel diner? Um, no, I don't think I have. I thought I thought I had, but if so, it's been a while. I highly recommend it. Well, I will put that on the to-do list. Now, you're talking about home cooking, folks. All right. Anyway, um... Do we want to go down the list here of trick-or-treat, or just refer folks to the Facebook page? So the ones that were canceled, you did. Yeah. And then let's do, um, let's start Athens and work our way out, if we, if you can think of it. Well, we, we can do it uh, alphabetically here. Okay, let's um, do that. Athens, all, all of these are tomorrow, with the exception of, it looks like Logan had theirs on the 25th. So Athens, 530 to 6.30. Bookdale, 5.30 to 7.30. Carbon Hill, uh, they had theirs on the 29th, which was last evening. Uh, let's see. Chansey, 5.30 to 7.30. Coolville, 6 to 7. Gloucester, 5 to 6. Hollister, 6 to 7. Jacksonville, 5 to 6. Millfield, 5.30 to 6.30. Uh, let's see. Middleport, 6 to 7 p.m. Uh, let's see. <laughs> it says for youth, high school age, and younger, no adults. So big kids, you're out on that one. Where was that? Middleport. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, big kids have been banned. Nelsonville, 530 to 7. New Lex, 5 to 7. New Straitsville, 5 to 7. Pomeroy, 6 to 7. Um, Racine. 6 to 7, Rutland 6 to 7, Stewart 5.30 to 6.30, Syracuse 6 to 7.30, and the Plains 5.30 to 6.30, Tupper's Plains 6 to 7, and the Village of Hemlock 5 to 7, Shawnee 5 to 7, Waterloo and New Marshfield 6 to 7, and uh, we already gave out the market on State Street tonight and Albany tonight. Okay. So there you have it. Yeah, October 30th it is. Today is National Candy Corn Day. Okay, now, what's the stuff you put on candy corn? Is it caramel? Yeah, you can. Caramel corn? Yeah. That's the same stuff, right? Yeah, that's what I always referred to it as. Caramel corn, candy corn. I'm a sucker for that. I love that stuff. And candy corn, yummy, um, anything like that. You ever um, eat it with uh, peanuts? Peanuts and candy corn they, they, together? They actually have a um, <clears throat> a chip. Or not, it's not, it doesn't look like a chip at all. It's... Um, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's found in the potato chip section of your grocery store. That is peanut butter and caramel and then these puffs. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, my wife, um, if she's here, um, which she isn't right now, <laughs> uh, but if she's here, she limits me to, um, uh oh, yeah, only one bag. Uh oh, floodgates will open, yeah. possibly. They you know, have, they have caramel corn is from like a popcorn type thing. Candy corn is like the orange and yellow oh. candy corn. So, oh, we were talking two different things there earlier. Okay, well, candy corn is not my favorite then. You and like I the know caramel it. corn then? Yes. Yeah. That's caramel, like the caramel popcorn. Yeah. But if you take candy corn, which you don't like, and eat it with some peanuts, it tastes like a payday bar. Candy bar. Well, maybe I need to try it one more time. Yeah, try it with some peanuts. Okay, today is also National Frankenstein Day. No, wait a minute. It doesn't say that. It says National Frankenstein Friday. <laughs> it's Speak Up for Service Day, National Breadstick Day, mm, National like Publicist Day. I'll repeat that one. National Publicist Day and National Pharmacy Buyer Day. <laughs> Some of these always amaze me. All right. Well, we've done that. Let's see. This is the 304th day of the calendar year. There are, uh, what, 62 days left. Yep. Leap year this year. In, uh, in terms of highlighting history, the year was 2005 when on this date the... Um, the body of Rosa Parks arrived at the U.S. Capitol, where the civil rights icon became the first woman to lie in honor in the rotunda. Um, ba -bum -ba -bum -ba -bum. Birthdays. This is hard to imagine. Grace Slick. 81. She was a rock and roll singer, folks, that I thought was pretty amazing. Yeah. Jefferson Airplane. Yeah. And then Jefferson Starship. 81. Wow. Um, bum, 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 bum. Henry Winkler, 75. The Fonz. Yeah. That's hard to believe, too. Andrea Mitchell from um, Television News, 74. Um, Harry, actor Harry Hamlin, 69. Um, let's see here. I'm reading, boy, there's a bunch of them here today, and not one, or, well, obviously one, but very few that I recognize. Comedian Ben Bailey, 50. Actress Nia Long is 50. Um, boom, boom, boom. Let's see. Um, Ivanka Trump, 39. This is an unusual list today. Anyway, the youngest person, we always do them, whether we know them or not, is an actor. Kennedy McMahon, with two N's, 
and he's 24. Alright, set that over there. Um, let's see, historical events of significance. Let's see, 1340 the year. The Battle of Rio Salado. In which King Alfonso the Fourth of Portugal and King Alfonso the Eleventh of Castile defeat. Oh boy, here we go. Sultan Abu Hassan Ali of Morocco and Yusuf of Granada, or Grenada if you prefer. Why am I reading something I can't even pronounce? Um, let's see here. Are there any that pop out? Boy, you can tell it's a Friday, can't you? Famous birthdays. Here we go. Christopher Columbus. That's not bad. He was born on this date in 1451. He died in 1506. He lived to be 55 years of age. Huh. Um, okay, time for your help, Scott. Okay. Ezra Pound, P-O-U-N-D. Born on this date in 1885, died in 1972. Ezra Pound. Ezra Pound. I've heard that name before. And he was an expatriate American poet. And critic, major figure in the early modernist poetry movement. Okay. And a fascist collaborator in Italy during World War II. John Adams. Folks, you will remember that from our earliest years of our nation. Born American on the state president. in 1735. You, you said what? American president. Of course. Yeah. I forgot. 1826 he died. Okay, here's one we need. I need help with anyway. Maradona, Diego Maradona, M A R A D O N A. Today is his 60th birthday. He is an Argentine football manager and retired professional footballer, meaning he's, soccer folks. Yeah, he's the current coach of the Argentine Primera Division club. I'm embarrassed that I have forgotten who this person was. Widely regarded as one of the greatest football players of all time. Okay, Steve Allen. Remember Steve Allen? He died on this date in the year 2000. He was born in 1921. He was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Whitey Bulger. Um, he was a bad guy, wasn't he? Yep. Um, he died on this date in 2018, just a couple of years ago, but he was born in 1929. Uh, do you have any recollection why he was a bad guy? Oh, he was an uh, organized crime boss and an FBI informant. Um, let's see, he, uh, as I look here, he led the Winter Hill Gang. The picture I have of him, he doesn't look very old. Yeah. Um, but he was... Uh, he. He mysteriously died a few years ago. Really? Yeah. So. 
Interesting. Once he was, I think, released from incarceration, uh, I think he was tracked down somewhere in California, if I'm not mistaken. Well, um... Oh, did I do that? Yes. Sorry. Um... Let's see, in terms of headlines, uh, the United States has hit 90,000 daily infections now. Uh, They say the wine industry has a sexual harassment problem. That'll be odd to look up. And the other one will be um, that the political map has shifted some. So, with the lead being 90,000 daily infections, and of course they're talking about the coronavirus or COVID-19, otherwise known as. So, um, I guess I could give those stats again. Again, uh, if you've you've heard my show regularly, you know these are all as of 2 o'clock each day. So these are figures as of 2 o'clock yesterday here in Athens we now have 1346 cases that have occurred occurred presently there are 286 active um at 1346 the number that they say has happened here, um, that's 15 more cases than the day before. So as I said, 286 active. There are 42 of the 286 that are being hospitalized. We had two deaths, almost... uh, in the very earliest days and that would have been in March the month of March here in our county so if you do the math there are 1,058 people who have had it and recovered in our county state-wise the state of Ohio that is Um, yesterday alone, there were 3,590 new cases, bringing the total now to 208,937. Now, I always feel compelled to use the next figure just to brighten things up a bit. Of that 208, almost 209,000, 165,000 have recovered. But let's talk about those that haven't. Uh, We have had, since this all began, in the state of Ohio, 5,275 deaths. We currently have 3,816 being treated in ICU units. 
We have 14,984 currently being treated in hospitals. But I, I need to say that's not correct. I said it wrong. 14,984 in hospitals, but not in ICU, okay? Add the two together, which is almost 19,000, um, no, 18,000, and that would be in hospitals. Okay. I made that more complicated than I needed to. Now, we also have 19,560 who are still considered um, active cases. but are recovering at home. Okay? Did I did I confuse everybody on that one? I no, I was Okay, it was well, okay. I, I followed you. I don't okay. know about everybody else. Raise your hand out there if you're confused. Oh, there's one. No. Just one? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Over at That's Perkins, good. Perkins Pancake House. Yeah. Um Boy, am I dating myself. That's where it was, though, where you pointed. Yeah. Okay, let's see. The United States. <coughs> Cases as of 2 o'clock yesterday, 8,932,985. Deaths. Um... 227,697. For the last few weeks, you've not heard me give you a figure for U.S. recoveries. Or, for that matter, worldwide. I've never had that figure. But um, they they stopped um, publishing that. I think it just became too hard to track. Some states were better at keeping track of that stuff than others. And since it meant um, an uncertain figure, they stopped publishing it. But let's just assume that most of the nation is similar to Ohio. 79% of the people that have had it have recovered. Okay, worldwide, we now are at 44,644,423 cases. Deaths have totaled one point, almost 1.2 million. So... Um, Worldwide, deaths are 2.63% of those that got it. Here in the U.S., we're slightly higher than that, 2.73%. No, no, no. Strike that, 2.55. And... 
here in Ohio, 2.5. Okay, so they're all pretty close together. All right, well, those are the figures. Um, so I mentioned the fact that um, political map has shifted, right? That's one of the headlines you might say. Uh, surprise, surprise, American politics can sometimes feel static. For the last two decades, the two parties have each won at least 45% of the vote in every presidential election. And a small number of swing states have determined the outcome. But that surface stability has hidden a lot of churn. American politics has actually changed a lot lately. So, consider that Kamala Harris, the Democratic vice presidential candidate, will be campaigning today in Texas, a state that President Trump won by nine percentage points just four years ago, and that Barack Obama lost by 16 points in 2012. This year, however, Texas is a swing state. It's a real race. That's a quote from Senator Ted Cruz, a Texas Republican. Um, one of Harris's three stops adds to the intrigue. In addition to Fort Worth and Houston, she's going to be visiting the smaller city of McAllen, which is in South Texas where Joe Biden is struggling to do as well with Latino voters as Hillary Clinton did in 2016. If somebody had told you a few years ago that Trump would be doing better with Latino and black voters in 2020 than he did in 2016, and yet still losing his re-election race, would you have believed it? Well, it's happened because voters have become less polarized by race. That during Trump's first term. And I'm reading this, um, and you know how I dislike, I've talked about, or I think it's disrespectful to not say President Trump's uh, first term. Anyway, um, forgive I'll, I'll keep reading it uh, verbatim. This is, by the way, from the New York Times. The president's appeal to white nationalism haven't worked with most white voters. Since 2016, white voters, both with and without college degrees, have shifted toward the Democrats. While the president's white nationalism hasn't driven away many voters of color who didn't already oppose him, instead his confrontational style and tough talk on crime and national security seem to have appealed to some Latino and black voters. Uh, this data suggests a widening gap between the views of progressive activists and the rank and file of non white voters. 
So, there was a large national poll released yesterday. It showed that the president winning by 9% of black voters this year, up from 8% in 2016, and 35% of Latino voters up from 29%. If President Trump manages to win re-election, support from a slice of Latino voters will probably be probably be the key reason. Or I should say a key reason. Well, of course, it's four days before the election. And it says here Trump is a substantial underdog thanks to Biden's broad strength. He's winning, he's winning women, younger voters, and voters of color holding his own among men, older voters, white voters. Uh, well, Biden can win in an orthodox way by flipping the three industrial states that were known as the Blue Wall until President Trump won them back in 2016. Who are they? Michigan, Wisconsin, in Pennsylvania. Or Biden can prevail by winning one or more of the Sun Belt states that no Democratic presidential candidate has won in more than two decades. We're talking about Arizona, Georgia, Texas. And he could also clinch the presidency simply by winning Florida. Well, it's a very close race. There's two states that award electoral votes based partly on congressional district results. Maine and Nebraska, they may play a part too. Well, the biggest takeaway is that you shouldn't assume the future course of American politics is predetermined. After all, a Democrat could win in Georgia and Texas this year while a Republican wins part of the so-called blue wall. Imagine how much more could change in the next four or eight years. So, a lot going on, folks. Um... I uh, I guess I should have called Deborah Quivy or somebody and asked some questions, but folks, maybe you, uh, Scott, maybe you've heard, and and if anybody else knows or has heard the answer to a few of the questions I have, uh, feel join, feel free to call us. Our number, of course, five nine two six six four six. Okay, so. The, because of COVID, the, the use of absentee ballots has been, what, three times at what is normal, right? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. <clears throat> um, now, uh, may an election, uh, what do I want to say, Board of Elections 
county or state or whatever, is anybody allowed to do counting in advance to get ready so that a, a good, clean announcement can be made, I guess, sometime early Wednesday morning? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I doubt if that's the case because okay. some places, states, counties all across the country... Um, you know they're they're still going to be accepting absentee ballots that are mailed in after the November third date. Not after, but on. You mean? Uh, that, so they wouldn't have been received uh, yet. Yeah. Well, um, they have to be mailed by. Right? Yeah. I. I. You know, that's a good question. Uh, they have to be mailed. Yes. So I don't know if they'll be able to give a count uh, out or not because obviously the in-person voting will be over. And, you know, that's why they don't announce the results on the East Coast, so it doesn't influence the West Coast in, in voting. So they try to hold off until later in the evening. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Before, I've before, forgotten that. Yeah, before tabulating the count. But, uh, you know, maybe they can. You know, they can do that. Um, I don't know if it's a wise move by saying, you know, there's this number of votes for someone and then three days later they say well that's changed because we have this number of votes so i think it may raise lots of questions but lots of questions are being raised already well um see another thing is that um see is it tomorrow morning no sunday morning Daylight savings um, kicks in, right? No, it ends. Or it ends. Yes. Okay. Two o'clock Sunday morning. Um, you know that's that that is still the subject of a lot of controversy. I guess there have been some thirty states that have been considering um, to make daylight savings time permanent. Yeah, remember that I I remember back uh, during what was it the oil embargo of 1973, mm-hmm. I believe it was, that daylight savings time was year round to try to save energy. Well, so I uh, I've had a tough week, and uh, I'm just uh, extremely tired. I'm ready for a weekend. Um, the big story here in Athens is that the the uh, Board of Trustees for Ohio University has met. I think they did so, what do you call it, Zoomy? Yeah, via uh, Zoom. Something like that. Yep. I don't think it was in person. Just a few days ago. In fact, it might have been actually yesterday. And they've decided that the the university should reopen basically in full uh, in January. Now, um, it's going to open a week later than planned. So classes will begin on January 19th instead of January 11th. So that's, what, eight days later. They're not going to have a spring break. Uh, they are going to have three mini-breaks, which are three-day weekends. 
Is that right? Three day? Let me see here. I think that's right. Um, there's going to be mandatory testing. Every student on campus will be tested weekly. Um, there will be a mixture of in-person classes and, I guess, electronic or whatever you call it. Um, but the point is, they're going to try to get back to a much closer degree of normalcy. So, that's something to look forward to. Yes. All right. We shall see. Well, we've done all that minor stuff. Let's have Coach Archer, don't you think? Um, Priorities, yes. So, um, mercy, mercy. Here we go. I-N-E-P-T. Inept Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. And we continue our conversation with Coach Art Turf. This week's game against the Engineering Institute of Eastern Industrial Organizations. That's right. You know, that's such mouthful. We just shorten that to E-I-E-I-O. We were talking about their good offensive attack yesterday, Coach, and they do have a good quarterback in uh, Heifer and some good running backs in uh, McGurk and Shetland, but they also must have a good offensive line to go with that uh, trio. That's right. You know, every, every coach knows that uh, you don't have no offense unless you have an offensive line to go with it, and, and they do have a real fine offensive line. They got a lot of beef up front, especially in their two front offensive tackles. Bears name of uh, Gunsey, Greg Gunsey, and uh, Holstein, Harold Holstein. You know, they're, they're the beef of their offensive attack and the run for them that they wouldn't have no running and passing. Certainly will put a lot of pressure on your uh, defensive front line. Watch, watch. You know, we're getting geared up to be ready for these Bears, and we're going to put them in a meat grinder, and, not, and I am predicting that we are going to come up with our first conference victory this season. In addition to having a good offensive team, they must be fairly decent on defense, too, as they're undefeated in conference play. That's right. Not only are they undefeated, they haven't lost no ball games, not only in the conference, but the whole season. You know, they're having one of their better seasons this year. And, and you know, uh, we, we was going back to what we were calling our linebackers. You know, a lot of coaches call our linebackers uh, uh, Sam and Willie and Mac. You know, they always, that's how they designate their linebackers, but they don't do that. Or with the E-I-E-I-O, you know, Coach McDonald does it a little bit different. You know, he calls his linebackers here. Their linebackers, when they charge a quarterback, they want them boys on the other side to hire duck. And I'll be back with Coach Turf right after this message. And uh, Coach Our Turf Show brought to you by the Athens Country Club. Coach Turf playing an undefeated opponent this week. I'm sure you've come up with an effective game plan. Watch, right, right. You know, an effective game plans always start with the kind of support that you get from your fans. And what we're hoping is that all the fans listening to the ball games going to get in their cars and drive down to the farm and come out and support the Oysters. And I am promising everybody what comes to the game, along with their ticket, we're going to give you all a clothespin so you can put it on your nose and you won't be affected by that smell, that home field advantage they have down there on the farm. We're hoping you all come out and cheer for the Oysters. And you all do your part. We're going to do ours because we do have a real fine game plan for this ball game like for 
example, what we're going to do is something which calls subversive. You know, they got that uh, fine quarterback over there, Hugh Heffer, he likes to stay out late at night, so what we're going to do is tell our cheerleaders to go there and keep him out late at night, the night before the ball game, wear him out, so the next day when he goes out there to play the ball game, he's not going to be as effective as he normally is. So he will not have had any sleep the night before. Not only that, he's going to be tired, and, and, and he's going to be so tired he can't drop back and pass and throw that ball and run around the ends like he normally can. Well, it sounds like that uh, might be an effective game plan, Coach. Well, not only that, we're going to supplement that. We're going to do something else. We're gonna, we know we've got to keep up with them running backs and keep them fenced in. So what we're going to do is go into our famous corral defense. interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Annette Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. <laughs> okay. Um, you want them boys to duck when they hit that line, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Holler duck. <laughs> and Guernsey and Holstein. Uh, yep. And meat grinder. Yep. Make sure you get that clothespin on your nose when you come down to the farm. Oh, mercy. Well. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to only get four degrees warmer today. We're at 44 now. It's going to climb to 48. And that's it. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you on Monday. on the hour sponsored by rocket mortgage i'm deborah rodriguez brain snow none of it stopping americans from lining up to cast early ballots four days ahead of the election correspondent ed o'keefe checks in from new york city 
You'd think we were covering a tropical storm in Manhattan this morning, but it is inspiring. That sounds cliche, but it's true. Inspiring to see so many people in line this morning. Stretches two blocks into the middle of Manhattan. These people have been waiting more than an hour to vote. We're seeing this all over the country. Just in, early voting totals from Texas now exceed the total number of ballots cast in that state during the 2016 election. President Trump and Joe Biden will try to round up undecideds and get out the vote in the Midwest today. Chief Washington correspondent Major Garrett. For the president, it's trying to remind voters that the economy before the pandemic was good and he should get 